Hello, Adams families. It is Principal Solly coming to you with another episode of the Adams Spanish Immersion Podcast. I am joined, as always, by our guest hosts, Gemma and Andy. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Andy, what's on the calendar? Yeah, so April 21st, Cultural Fair Day. April 21st through 22nd, School Book Fair Day. May 2nd change in the pickup process may 20 may 17th through 20th fifth grade goes to concordia may 26th coffee with the principal may 30th no school <sighs> yum, 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 yum. all the food is in my belly belly yummy yummy thanks andy Gemma. What's for lunch? Of course. Monday is nachos with taco meat, baby carrots, a cup of salsa, and clementines. Cold lunch is the same thing every day. It's a soy butter sandwich with the same sides as hot lunch. Tuesday is sweet and sour chicken with jasmine rice, broccoli, snap peas, and a peach cup. Wednesday is a roasted drumstick with... Jasmine rice, a dinner roll, grapes, tomatoes, mixed vegetables, and a banana. Thursday is Alfredo chicken strips with penny pasta, cucumbers, roasted carrots, and apple slices. Friday is Italian dunkers with baby carrots, mixed vegetables, and grapes. Thanks, Gemma. Before we get to the rest of our podcast we're going to introduce an interview that we had with Senora Nolan about reading. So we've only got about eight weeks left of school, and so we want to take some time to think about how our families can support their kiddos in the last eight weeks of school, as well as uh, as the summer approaches, specifically around the area of literacy. And so we've got a special guest here with us, Senora Nolan. Um, and so I'm going to ask that she introduces herself, and then we're going to go through some questions that hopefully pertain to our families as we think about the rest of this year and this summer when it comes to literacy. So welcome, Senora Nolan. Can you do a couple of things and share with us your name, um, a little bit about who you are and what you do here at Adams? Sure. My name is Senora Nolan. Um, this is my ninth year here at Adams. Before that, I taught um, in an English-speaking school out in Hopkins. Um, I have been doing kindergarten for the past eight years, and then this year moved into the WIN reading teacher position. And so with that position, I do small group reading group practice in classrooms in kindergarten, first and second grade, and I love it. So you mentioned that you go into our kinder through second grade classrooms, um, supporting our kiddos with their reading skills. So how are you supporting our students to becoming better readers, or what does that look like in the classroom? What I do is I go into the kindergarten through second grade classrooms during their literacy block. So it's when the classroom teachers are also doing small group work and the children are doing independent activities. And so I go in and do a separate small group so that we have two small groups running at the same time, which gives children more support and more practice um, with their reading. In our small group, we practice things like um, fluency, phonemic awareness, phonics, um, just how to become better readers, how to understand and what you've read, how to sound and decode out words, lots of different practicing skills. Sometimes I also support during their writing time. If we finish with our small groups and they move on to writing, I'll stay in and help the children with writing and sounding out the words that they want. 
Awesome. So our kiddos in K2 are getting a lot of support in addition to what they're getting from their teachers from you. So that's great. Um, one of the things that I've heard a lot of our families ask is when their kiddos are at home, should they be reading to their students in the language that they speak at home or should they be uh, reading in Spanish? Um, so I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and should our students be reading in Spanish on their own? Should they be doing that with their family? What should reading look like at home? At home, reading should look like when you're reading to your students at home, you're reading in whatever language is most comfortable to you. So you're picking books that are of high interest to the student. And when you're reading to your student, you're picking a book that's probably too hard for them to read. And that's okay. Something that they're really interested in. So you can read it to them and you guys can have a discussion about the new words that are there and all of the things that come along with the book. When the children are reading on their own, um, we would love for them to read in Spanish. It's sometimes difficult for families who don't speak Spanish. Um, that's okay. Kids can work on practicing and sounding out and work on fluency. They should be reading books at home in Spanish that they're very comfortable with. So it could be ones that they've already practiced before. But it's okay if they want to try reading in English as well, especially in the, the older grades once they've learned more of that. In K2, we focus on teaching Spanish first. So they teach, they learn to read in Spanish. They learn the phonemic awareness and the phonics, putting the letters and the sounds together and then blending those and, and sounding out words first in Spanish. And a lot of students, once they have that skill, um, are eager to, to try that on their own in English as well. But go ahead and read to your students in whatever language is most comfortable for you at home. Thanks. So a lot of our families really want to make sure that they're supporting their kiddos when they go home and making sure that they're staying on track when it comes to the school. But reading is a pretty big thing to do. So what's one thing, what's an easy way, one easy way that our families can support their student or students at home to becoming better readers? Reading to your students is probably the easiest way to support them. That encourages their love of reading, their interest in books, helping them figure out what kinds of different books are out there in the world and what they really like and what they really enjoy. Um, so listening, having students listen to their parents read to them is a huge piece of reading. It increases their their knowledge of vocabulary and just a lot of different aspects of books. So that's probably the easiest thing that you can do to help your child is read to them and get them interested in liking books and stories. Awesome. I know that I read a chapter book every night to my kiddo at home, and that's a great way for us to connect each day. Mm -hmm. So uh, summer is quickly approaching, just about eight weeks away. Um, so what are some ways in which families can keep their kiddos engaged in reading over the summertime? So again, reading books, going to the library, picking up books that they are interested in and they would enjoy. Um, when you're reading to them, you don't have to worry about what is their reading level? What are they reading at? You can just pick a book that they like and you can read to them. If they're wanting to do some reading and practicing, it's you don't have to necessarily worry too much about what level they're at. Have them find a book, have them open it up and try it. And if they feel like they can read it, trust them. Let them check out that book. If they want to try something that's hard for them or if they want to just read the pictures, that's okay too. Um, one of the things that I suggest for families, if they're really not sure what reading level, if the student is reading already in English, so I'm thinking, you know, third, fourth, and fifth grade, if you know that they're reading English books at home, one fun thing to do is to find those same books in Spanish in the library because even if they're struggling a little with their Spanish reading of it or the vocabulary, they'll have already read it in English. And so that makes it really accessible to them re to read in Spanish. 
Awesome. Love it. Great tip to keep those kiddos reading over the summer. Last one, um, and it's probably our most challenging question. Uh, a lot of our families begin to get a bit worried that their kiddo is not reading uh, prof as proficiently in English as some of their neighborhood peers. So uh, could you answer the question for a lot of our families out there? Should they be worried about this? Why or why not? Well, I mentioned a little bit before, at Adams, we teach reading first in Spanish. So we teach the phonemic awareness, understanding sounds of words. We teach the phonics, connecting the letter and the sound together and blending those together to make words, and then having them decode and read those, those words out first in Spanish. And um, we teach those things first in Spanish, and you really only need to learn the process of reading in one language. So we really would like them to be solid, um, close to or at grade level in Spanish, before we start our English instruction. Um, and that's very helpful because once we start English instruction, a lot of students actually end up jumping their English level higher than their Spanish level because of course their comprehension is stronger because it's often their first language. Um, and so we really wanna work on focusing that Spanish instruction early on. And so even though your student may not be at the same place as their peers in English reading, especially in grades one and two, that's because they've had no instruction in it. And once they do start that reading in English and have instruction in English, it often surpasses their Spanish reading level. So I wouldn't be concerned, especially early on. All right, awesome. Well, we wanna th say thank you so much for joining us and uh, we're excited to have you here at Adams supporting our kiddos in their reading. Thank you very much. Take me out to the ball game. That's right, folks. On Tuesday, May 24th, the Adams families are invited to go to the Twins game against the Detroit Tigers. Tickets cost $10 and can be purchased through the main office. And to top it all off, our kiddos will be singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the seventh inning stretch live and in Spanish. To purchase your tickets, there is a form that you need to fill out accessible through the bulletin. You will not be purchasing individual tickets, but rather you will be letting us know how many tickets you need and paying us directly in the office. And this allows us to avoid a $5 purchasing fee online. Tickets will be distributed to students the day before the big game. If you would prefer, you can come pick them up yourselves the day before the big game as well. We hope to see you at the game. Next week, we have an opportunity for a cultural fair. Gemma, can you tell us more? Yeah. Our interns are ready for an opportunity to share more about themselves, their home countries, and their home cultures. They are going to give person presentations on Thursday, April 21st from 4 to 6 p.m. in the cafeteria. Families are welcome to come and partake in this presentation. While, while you're here, go check out the book fair and pick up a few new books for your kiddos. Next week, we also see the book fair happening here in person. There's a couple things for you to know. Andy, can you share with us what those would be? Yeah, so students will have the opportunity to go shopping for books with their class during the school day in, on Thursday, April 21st and Friday, April 22nd. Families can also come to shop the, to shop the books, the book fair during the cultural fair on 
Thursday, April 21st from 4 to 6 p.m. Students looking to buy books in person need to bring cash with them to make their purchases. Credit and debit cards are accepted. Any money or cards send with students are the responsibility of the students. There is some new parent pickup procedures that we want families to know about. The procedures for parent pickup at the end of the day will be changing effective Monday, May 2nd. Starting on Monday, May 2nd, our families will be coming into the cafeteria to collect their students at the end of the day. Our doors that enter the cafeteria are nearest Watson Avenue, and they will be opened no earlier than 3.55 p.m. Students will already be waiting in the cafeteria in rows according to their grade level. If you have more than one student, you're going to find all of your students in the same row as your youngest child. There are going to be three separate areas for families to sign their students out. Please remember how extremely important it is that you take the time to sign your student out before you leave. We also are going to ask that families do not linger in the cafeteria. Once you have your student or students, please sign them out and head out to the playground or to your car. Finally, we want to make sure that families do not park on Watson when coming to pick up their students. This is the main street we use for buses and crossing the bus path in order to get your student or with your student can be extremely dangerous. Thanks for following these new procedures and remember that these procedures go into place Monday, May 2nd and these procedures will stay in place as long as the case rates of COVID in Ramsey County are low. And now for the weekly joke! Hey, Andy. Yeah, what's up, Gemma? What do you call a bear with no teeth? Um, Gemma, I don't think I know that one. Well, it's a gummy bear! <gasps> I love gummy bears! <laughs> <laughs>